Hello everyone, welcome to Struggle Session. I am your host, Leslie Lee III. Thank you so much for listening to us. Struggle Session, as always, provided to you by Blue Wire Radio if you're listening to the public feed. But if you're listening to that bonus feed on sesh.plus or patreon.com slash struggle session or strugglesession.substack.com, you're getting the show ad-free. You're getting bonus episodes, including our Alan Moore series. Got another great one. Got another great episode in the can on that. Also, a special wrestling episode with my man, Alex Worldwide Keller talking about some ECW and we have an extended edition of this very episode on the bonus feed where we'll get into all the movie trailers that aired during the big game this weekend. And as always, make sure to hit us up on the voicemail at sesh.show and follow my show culture on the call in app 1900culture.com. You can listen live now on Android. It's coming to Android soon where you can call in, but you can listen live now. We're doing shows. We just had a big episode with the Doughboys where we talked a bit of AEW with Nick and Mitch. Be sure to check that one out. So, Jack, what did you think about the big game? Well, uh, first of all, thank you for using the, you know, intellectual property approved uh, method of calling it the big game. We don't want to call it by the, the name, the other name that they sometimes use for it, because that name is a, a trademark and owned by the NFL. You know, it would, it would be yeah, wrong. You, of us. I don't even think you can call it a. The superb owl anymore because I think that's probably trademark. I mean, also that's just corny. Just even just just that's yes. that's corny. So I wouldn't just out of corniness, you know. How was the superb owl? Did the freaking blue team uh, run faster than the freaking <laughs> red team? Um, yeah, no, I you know Leslie. I got to tell you, I'm here in Los Angeles. You know, um, I'm not the biggest sports fan in the world. I didn't watch that much football this year outside of like the games two weeks ago and then the Super Bowl. But being here in L.A. with the Super I mean, I'm sorry, with the big game returning to L.A. Um, and the and the Rams being in the Super Bowl, it being kind of in, in a big way, like an L.A. themed Super Bowl. It fucking kicked ass. <laughs> I can't I can't deny that. I thought it kicked ass. I mean, I think it's cool that like it kicked ass for you. But what you're describing is so funny because like for most people, like that would be the greatest thing to happen to them the entire life. <laughs> their team in the Super Bowl in their hometown. But for you, that was what it took to get you to care about football even a little bit. And I feel like that's generally the case. That's pretty for much LA that's pretty much fan. what it is. That's pretty much what it is. You know, I am picking up being an LA sports fan, you know, sort of piece by piece, little by little. I did go to a lot of, a lot of Dodgers games this year. I live uh not the docks myself, like walking distance from Dodger Stadium. And I started to be like, well, that's something that's like 
crazy and I should take advantage of. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm near one of the best baseball stadiums, like and most well-known baseball stadiums in the world. And I and if I wait until like 10 minutes before a game, I can get a ticket on StubHub for like $15. You know what I mean? And then just like walk up the hill there. I've started to say that I think Dodger Stadium is actually the best beer garden in the area. And you basically just have to pay a $10 entry fee to go to this beer garden and they have a game up on the huge TVs for you to watch. Um, But yeah, I am sort of dipping my toe into becoming more of an L.A. sports fan. I like to wear the hats. I like having the hats. And when there's games, people are like, yeah, Dodgers. And you're like, that's right. L.A. has the best hats. We, got, we, we have do, blue. We can keep the teams I'm around. Like, the Dodgers kick ass because they're such an old team that their color is not sky blue, not blue and yellow. They're just like, we have blue. Blue. We're just the core basic. It's called Dodger Blue. We got one of the like Roy G. Biv colors as the like actual team color. You know, uh, Lakers have to have the the semi goofy looking, you know, purple and yellow. But I do think it makes for some cool like hoodies and stuff like that. And I like seeing people's like purple painted cars and shit like that. But oh, it, purple and gold is the best combination yeah. as the LSU Tiger. No, yeah, say. So, I am, though, like, you know, yes. I got my Rams hat. Uh, you know, I, I went to a store that was price gouging near me, you know, and I got the hat and the guy was like, it's thirty four ninety nine, And I was like, but it still has a sticker that says twenty five dollars. And he's like, OK, you got me. I'll honor it. And so now that's like my lucky Rams hat. That's now my new lucky Rams hat. Rams got a great colors that's too, yellow and blue. You know what I mean? Like we got the good hats. You know what you're saying about like your team, the game is in your town, your team, your your town's team is in the Super Bowl. People were having a good time. It was a good time to go out. And, and, you know, we're sort of in this, you know, period of COVID numbers going down and people are really like, wanting to be out there you know celebrating with other people and this was like a, a great sort of excuse to do that in in a town i love i do love la i really do well there was another uh town involved in this matchup Cle- uh cincinnati ohio yeah. i was rooting for the Bengals, lots of LSU players on there. Yeah. Of course, Joe Burrow. He's a, he's a cool guy. Yeah. I like him. I dig I, him. I wasn't. I really, I, yeah, I, I dig him. I Like, he showed up in, like, this fucking silver and black, like, tiger stripe suit. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, even after the loss, he was, like, at the fucking after party with, like, fuck 50 Cent and shit <laughs> and dancing and stuff. It's I mean, like, they, it was, like, to them, it, like, it felt like they were just, like, there to kind of have a good time, play a good yeah. game, and then just kind of, you know, whatever. I mean, you know, win, lose, whatever. Obviously, I wanted the Rams to win, but I wasn't, like like vehemently rooting against the Bengals because it's like, yeah, I like this team. I like that. They're the underdogs. I feel like Bengals fans are just like happy that they went all the way and that these guys, like you're saying, like that their guys got to come to LA and have a party. <laughs> like, you know, that's like, it's the celebration at the end of, you know, uh, uh, at the end of the season. Uh, brief correction. Uh, Joe Burrow was hanging out with Kid Cudi. Mm. In fact, they are friends. I'm so sorry. I, I misspoke. He's more of a, Gen Z sort of mm. rapper, but this halftime oh show my was entirely God. all about the fucking oh OVO, Gen X, God. and millennials. Very Gen Z did not exist uh, during this. Super this is Bowl the first World. halftime show I think I've ever liked. 
I think this is the only one I've ever <laughs> liked and didn't think was whack. Uh, the halftime. What about Prince? Uh, I guess that was cool. That was cool. Yeah, that was a good time. But I can't like in recent years, as I think back on the halftime shows, I'm like Katy Perry and Left Shark. You know, like even the weekend, like it was like cool looking, but it's just not really my thing. This I was even like just randomly, I guess probably because I heard, you know, that Snoop was going to be doing the halftime show. I've been like listening to the Chronic 2001 lately. Uh, one of the best albums of all time. And just for it to be so represented in this halftime show, I think maybe I was looking at all those guys. I'm looking at like Snoop and Dre and I'm like. Maybe they're good billionaires. I'm happy Dr. Dre is a billionaire. <laughs> I am. I'm happy that if so, if someone's going to be a billionaire, I'm happy that it's Dr. Dre who has like came, <laughs> you know, from Compton all the way to like selling basically just a headphone company to Apple and is a fucking billionaire now. Like that kicks ass, actually. I dug the halftime show mostly. I liked, I mean, obviously I, those tracks are just embedded in me. It is unfortunate <laughs> that like Kendrick Lamar mm. was like the newest hippest thing that they have and does feel at this point like man these people used to be like scare white people and now they just like are every white person's like favorite you know thing like that makes them feel (laughs) i mean it is funny it is funny it's the oldies it's the oldies they're 60 year old men and we're playing albums they're playing songs that are literally from an an album called 2001 that came out in 2001 we are old now you know what i mean like those are that's a 20 year these are 20 year old songs (laughs) you know what i mean like um but i did but like i guess i'm old enough that that shit fucking worked on me you know what i mean like now i get it with the oldies because the oldies for me still do it for me you know um (laughs) it was fun to see snoop dogg crip walking on national television you know like standing up on the thing and also i swear they told him not to dre still being like still not loving police you know yeah they did tell him (laughs) i love that shit they told him not to do that They told uh, Eminem not to kneel, <laughs> and he kneeled, which is goofy anyway. I know. Eminem like, doing it. What does it even mean? Yeah. It's like the national anthem wasn't even going the fuck on. Knows. Like, okay, Eminem, it is funny I that guess. they told him not to, and it's like not even during the <laughs> national anthem. It's just silly, but I like that they did all the shit that they weren't supposed to do and were told not to do on national television. One thing I didn't like though is, well, I guess the set designers like didn't understand how brightly lit the whole thing mm-hmm. was going to be. Because, like, the set looked cool, but it was all, like, white, Uh and, like, it had, like, the L.A. cityscape printed out, but, like, because it's so bright in the stadium, it just looked like bad carpet and, like, everything. Everything was washed yeah. out. Like I, it was a great idea because they were really trying to capture like what a hype Williams music video would look like. But that took place in like a dark room, mm-hmm. so you could actually see the neon mm-hmm. lights. Yeah, I I really did like the halftime show, and you know it is like man. I know that they're kind of old and it's like white and it's like Snoop hangs out with fucking Martha Stewart all the time. They're like Snoop (laughs) and Martha Stewart are smoking weed, which like kind of shows you how that Snoop is not cool and weed is not that cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But still, I think that this these this is the L.A. anthem like, you know, Dr. Dre, N.W.A., Snoop Dogg, like these are the L.A. theme songs. And so I love it. I love it just for like that. We finally embraced that like N.W.A. is the official music of Los Angeles. I start off this tangent 
trying to talk about Cincinnati, but here we are back <laughs> to talking about how great Los Angeles is. And this is exactly what the article uh, that was uh, written is talking about, mm-hmm. this feeling that people from Cincinnati have of being constantly overlooked. They had this great football team with this great young pro- quarterback. They're going to be doing big things. Mm-hmm. How do they break out of that, you know, feeling of being like overlooked, you know, in flyover country in the mid mid midwest um and there's this article and the first title of it which is it shows up on google but they did change it is uh super bowl how joe burrow can change cincinnati's self-hating culture (laughs) cincinnati cincinnati needs self-love cincinnati uh, let cincinnati do some self-care let cincinnati do self-care it's a bit meaner than that uh it's by this guy jason williams he's for the cincinnati inquirer he's a cincinnati n okay so he's not just hating just to hate but he said uh this is the updated title cincinnati needs to adopt joe burrow's mindset be confident and celebrate big accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it starts off with Cincinnatians worry too much about what others think of us. It's a byproduct of low self-esteem, which is fed by our identity crisis. We're not accepted as part of Ohio. <laughs> I didn't even know that. What? We don't want to be a part of Kentucky. Well, I mean, obviously, but so we've created our own small time insular <laughs> runny chili loving where'd you go to high school culture yeah we self-hate way too much i mean it is funny as fuck this article is like cincinnatians hate themselves and he's like and here's why cincinnati fucking sucks fuck cincinnati (laughs) like cincinnati hates themselves too much with their runny ass chili and disgusting insular (laughs) fucking fuck them why do we hate ourselves so much fuck us this is the best kind of local news article. <laughs> this is why local journalism exists. Yeah. This is the perfect uh, editorial. Uh, continuing, it doesn't help that our teams have often sucked in our lifetimes <laughs> and our local politicians fight about, this is in italics, everything. Oh my God, are you, what? <laughs> in politics, they're having like fights, they're arguing in politics, oh my Lord. But here, here's the, here's the solution. We need to adopt a Joe Burrow mindset. We need to be fully confident in who we are with just the right amount of swagger. We're not arrogant, but we're proud to celebrate in our accomplishments together the way Joey B does with his teammates. We need to smoke a victory cigar when we do a big and special things, as Burrow did after winning a national uh, championship at LSU in 2020, and the Bengals won the AFC North last month. Let the old us vanish amid each exhaled plume of smoke. Wow. Wow. That's poetry for some sports writing. (laughs) (laughs) So Cincinnati, buck up. Be be proud of yourself. You got a great team there. Joe Burrow, cool as motherfucker. Yeah. Um, I dig it. I dig it. I like the new Cincinnati. <laughs> I I don't know about Ohio in the whole, but yeah, I, I I had no idea that they don't consider themselves part of Ohio, and uh, and you know I gotta say I think that this you know we, we, a little later in the article, uh, and I'm sure maybe we'll read a little more. This man has an obsession about the chili, which I think actually is pretty good. I've had Coney dogs, and I'm like Coney dogs are pretty tasty actually. The only Ohio food I had, I think, was Ohio style pizza i think i talked about this before brian mm-hmm. uh from street fire radio such a sweet man uh bought 
brought me into his home, his family's home, and served me the That's pizza right. of his people. And I had to tell him, unfortunately, it was not funny. <laughs> I, I, I liked the Detroit-style pizza that we tried the pan on pizza, the, on the yeah. tour much better. I'm a big, you know, deep dish person. Chicago deep dish, that's the number one piece for me. I could do, you gave me deep dish, I'll leave all the rest, <laughs> all the other kinds. I think For me, and this, might, this is a little obvious, but I think the deep dish, too deep. I think when you're when you're getting into a deep dish, and I'm like, I'm not trying to eat fucking lasagna. You know what I mean? Like, I want pizza. Well, maybe yeah, I am. Maybe you are. Maybe, maybe I you am are. trying to eat lasagna. Maybe I don't want to be like up to my like you know my waist in in a pizza. You know what I mean? Like you have to get out with like a <laughs> knife and fork, like like a soup. You know that's had like a cheese cooked over. It's almost like like French onion soup with the cheese over top. Like I swear I've eaten deep dishes where you like. I'm like, this is an entire tomato. I got under, I got under the cheese, and there's a whole unchopped tomato just in here. <laughs> I'm so glad that people no longer say, "I watch for the commercials," because the commercials have just gotten so bad and offensive and like aggressive that nobody likes them. And anymore. they also put them online before the show, so it's like people used to be like, "Oh, what the commercials like it's going to be surprising." Now it's like a 3-day, you know, Twitter campaign like I'm like, "When is the the cable guy going to show up?" because we saw them fucking tweet about that. Like, "When is Dr. Evil going to be here?" Like, even if it would have been exciting to see Dr. Evil, which marginal, I don't know. <laughs> it certainly is not when you already <laughs> know about it ahead of time. Yeah, and it's for a fucking ad, yes. like the Arnold Schwarzenegger. People thought the Arnold Schwarzenegger Zeus thing was going to be a movie, from what I understand. Uh -huh. Like, nope, a fucking commercial for something. I, I, I will say remember. they gave Selma Hayek more to do as Hera than she had to do in the entire Eternals movie. She was yes. like doing more acting, and they gave her more to work with than her like completely <laughs> dead silent performance in Eternals. Oh, uh, the commercial I hate the most was the probably the Google Pixel one. Which one was that? That one felt, that was the one that just kind of felt like a hate crime in and of itself because it was trying to convince us that until this moment, until the new Google Pixel, there's never been a good picture taken of a black person. <laughs> and so they show these horrible pictures of black people uh, with, you know, awful no bad lighting to show like how bad things were but it's like absolutely bizarre and offensive to like see as a black person just to see like let's show you some black people looking awful now here's this phone for you uh to and now you can finally stop looking like uh, such dogs yeah that's pretty gross that's not that cool um I have no idea how they thought that one uh, would turn out. I don't think anybody liked that one. Another one people were pretty pissed off about, for obvious reasons. Larry David, who is from already a fucking billionaire, doing doing getting in the crypto game, doing the crypto. They commercial. keep snaring them. They just fucking snare. I don't know what it is, but I guess it's just infinite money. I guess it's right now that crypto is basically just infinite money and not even because of people making money on crypto because of these companies making transaction fees is really like where they make all their money with. But it, it I don't even how do they keep snaring celebrities into doing these stupid ass crypto ads? I think at some point somebody would just like to say, all right, I have enough money. Well, I guess there's just no bottom. Now. There's never enough. There is never enough. Like even the gambling ads, I'm kind of surprised. I'm surprised to see like so many big name celebrities like a Jamie Foxx doing like a 
gaming head. That used to be like a low I rent swear, sort of thing to do. I swear. I mean, I could. I think people get paid less to like act in things these days. And I do think that like actors, you know, especially like a Jamie Foxx probably made so much money on residuals, you know, from their movies that they're just getting Spotify out of all the residual pay. You know, people still do make a lot of more, you know, a lot of money on residuals, but not like television residuals not like when you're getting all these residuals from stuff on tv not from dvd sales now it's just like all netflix you know ripping off sag uh so i think people are maybe hurting for money a little bit like yes they're millionaires but they're like well i don't want to like not put in another pool you know what i mean like where but yeah it used to be as like an actor or millionaire you could kind of just like chill at a certain point and i think you know if you want to keep buying stuff and keep living that lifestyle you have to do more and more embarrassing shit these days you hate to see mm-hmm. it um i pe- i did hear that there was a traffic jam of private planes <laughs> at the la Super Bowl, which seems fairly fitting. To oh, me. Well, by the way, you know, we talked a lot about how great L.A. is. But another thing, you know, we we have, uh, uh, you know, we lead the world in is our militarized police force. Um, so the, while there oh, weren't yes. any real like riots or anything after the game, people were like out there like celebrating. And of course, the cops are like shooting them with fucking pellets, even though they're not doing anything like that's how we ce- celebrated the Super Bowl is our militarized police force getting to go like take pot shots at people celebrating. So I'm still not loving police either. Like Dre. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, I was think uh some of the other commercials airing lots of peacock stuff mm-hmm. right uh they didn't show a tv show after the super bowl which you traditionally do instead they showed the tried to show the fucking olympics like who is actually going to sit after the super bowl and watch the fucking lose like <laughs> who are you kidding and now NBC? like yeah after the super bowl curling and now curling. <laughs> so I thought it would have been a perfect opportunity to uh, to show the returning uh, propaganda show Law and Order, which is dun dun absolutely coming back. Mm. Uh, can you believe they're bringing back the original Nothing ever Law and Order? And it is going to address the new paradigm, woke paradigm, Black Lives Matter, wow. all that stuff. It is going to be incorporated. That's unfortunate because I, I like your conception that these are just in a different world. You know, I think that maybe like breaks <laughs> the show a little bit to, to start addressing yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, because he's still going to be like a prosecutor who breaks all the rules to put people in right. prison. It's like, I, oh, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, that's coming back. Another uh, thing that's been a- advertised that was advertised heavy during the show that I actually watched, and people were making a lot of fun of it, but I have to say, it is actually good. Bel Air. Okay. The reinterpretation of the Fresh Pence story, the Andy Borowitz story, <laughs> <laughs> as pro- is is prominently displayed on every before every episode. Now, Andy Borowitz and I believe his wife, uh, maybe Susan Borowitz, wow. uh, story created by them. It is actually low key dope. You like it? it I, I, actually... I know you're the Bel Air defender. This is not the first time on the podcast you've been talking about how you like Bel Air. You liked the trailer, and no, now no, you're... I haven't seen well, it before. We talked I... before about the trailer, and I was kind of making fun of it, and you were like, "I think it might look good." The only thing I said is that the actual idea of 
the Fresh Prince story lends itself to a drama, like just the basic idea of this kid gets in gang trouble in Philly right. and has to move to Bel Air. That doesn't necessarily have to be a sitcom. Right. And this, I don't think the Fresh Prince is like, you know, the greatest, <laughs> you know, form of art, right. you know, art creation that we have. And so I thought, you know, I would. I, my mind was open to it, but I, I didn't actually put it on YB mm. did. But then I get to watching it. And it's like, oh, they just tried to make like an Atlanta and it's actually pretty decent. And it's uh it's very interesting. Like Carlton is like menacing. Really? It's like a menacing and and in a very because like rich kids they, are they're, scared. They're right? psych- it's, like it's, it's it like it's um, you know, fucking what's the Brett Easton Ellis? Uh yeah, is less, less it's than very zero, yeah. Brett Easton Ellis uh, influence. Well, of course, Atlanta is Brett Easton Ellis influence. So I don't know if it's a direct cor- correlation or not, but it's it definitely has a lot of Brett Easton Ellis in there. Like Carlton is like on drugs. Wow. Uh, he there are like he like they do like get into a lot of like real shit, real fights. Uh, like it's it's pretty it's a pretty you know nice show. But what I really like about it's like it examines class and intra-class black class politics where you know the banks family aren't just well off they're rich rich mm. they live in bel-air they're multi-millionaires and but he has you know b- you know upper class you know black friends that he was in the fraternity with that he no longer really identifies with because he's too rich for them and these you know upper class brothers they don't have anything to do with will or his his you know family or where he comes from uh the hood and it's like aunt viv you see her having to show both sides where she's a woman who's comes from nothing and is now living in this bel-air mansion and you get to see both sides of her it's very interesting you see a lot of intra intra uh black class politics on display in this show that i don't you don't really see in a lot of stuff so i found this show very very interesting it has some nice you know visual effect it looks very good it has very nice cinematography it has some some cool little surreal effects uh very similar to atlanta Mm. i think anybody who likes atlanta would get a bit out of bel-air so i know people were like making fun of it but it's like you know everybody like cobra kai seems like a silly idea right like Like an adult follow-up to Karate Kid and everybody ended up liking it. So I would definitely recommend people mm. giving Bel Air a chance. All right. You know, uh, maybe I will actually. The, 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 the Brad Easton Ellis influence of a kind of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I'm like, yeah, that, you know, does sound kind of good actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that extreme. It's still like, it, they, they do say, they do swear. They say fuck, but they don't, there's not as, it's not as sexy as, sure. as that other stuff. But there is a lot of, it's kind of fun, and and the gangsters that are chasing Will are like actually dangerous. There is almost like it's a little bit of power. It's a little bit of fucking gossip girl. It's a little bit of all all course sorts of shit. Mm. It's a fun show uh, so cool. far. All right, so but also during the Super Bowl, lots and lots and lots and lots of movie trailers. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go through them right quick. Uh, watch them, and we'll just let you know what we think of them. We got what we got up here. We got Doctor Strange two in the Multiverse of Madness, <sighs> Jurassic World Dominion, ooh, a DC trilogy, Lord of the Rings TV <sighs> show, Sonic, Nope, 
And uh, Moon Knight. We'll check out All Moon right. Knight. I think we can skip Ambulance and The Lost City. I don't think those are real movies. I, I think they're Leslie, Netflix don't movie. dare say that about Ambulance. Ambulance, I'm over oh, the Ambulance fucking cool. moon for. I'm excited. It's Heat by Michael Bay. It's Michael Bay's oh, Heat. Oh, it's I didn't sick. even pay attention. Oh, All right, let's sick. do it then. I'm an, I'm an Ambulance All right, fan. let's get into it. Hear the full episode now on patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or strugglesession.substack.com. Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or strugglesession.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down. Five years strong.